0: This episode of MBSing is brought to you by Maxistentialism, a monthly zine about philosophy, design, humor, and social insects, available for $3 a month. You can subscribe at maxistentialism.com. Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my good friend Michael Calicut, and he came to talk to me about his love of television. Uh, while I thought this would be a pretty broad, uh, you know, thing to tackle, it was really. Cool and interesting to kind of, um, while we did focus on a bunch of separate, disparate shows specifically for um, large portions of the conversation, I thought it was really interesting to kind of talk about television as a whole in his life and just in general. And the ways that he and I have kind of seen it shift in our lifetimes and the ways that we kind of see it continuing to shift uh, as the years go on in the era of uh, getting away from cable and getting away from big networks and, and just really being in love with the way that television exists right now. Um, and it was a a ton of fun to have this conversation. Uh, Michael is a really uh, smart, fun guy to be able to have a conversation with. And I, I say this towards the end, but I really feel very similarly uh, to the way he does about a lot of the things that he had to say about some of his favorite shows and the things that he really gravitates towards. Um, so with the exception of some... Uh, contentious uh, game of thrones thought from yours thoughts from yours truly towards the top uh we're mostly on the same page here uh, and man this guy has seen some shows that i've barely even heard of so he, he really is a, a huge fan and an avid uh television consumer uh, so this was a really great conversation i really enjoyed hearing um the way that it influences him as, uh, as an actor here in Chicago and someone who uh, grew up here and it has kind of been able to like let that influence him in a way that doesn't necessarily just mean like being an actor on a TV show. Uh, so I really enjoyed this conversation. Really stoked to share it with everybody. Real quick plugs here at the top. I'm going to keep harping on this, but uh, the Nerdlogs, my sketch group, made a card game called Fisticuffs. Uh, please check out the Kickstarter for that. If you have any interest in purchasing a card game that I had a hand in creating, this is the way to do it. Uh, it's You can find it on our website, uh, Nerdalogs.com. Um Any, any, you go to Kickstarter, look for the Nerdalogs, look for fisticuffs. Uh, There's plenty of ways to find it. And, uh,. I would say donate, I mean, it's essentially a donation, but your reward is, in the fall you will receive a card game in the mail that we made. Or, if you only want to chip in five bucks, we'll send you a PDF copy of the game and you can print it out and play it yourself. Um, We're not, it's, it's barely a donation. We're basically just trying to sell you a card game. In my mind. So, if you think that's wrong, then... I don't want to be right. Okay. Uh yeah, so check that out. The party that we had for the launch was a lot of fun last weekend. Thank you everyone who came out to that. It was a total blast to see so many people playing this game that we created all at once and really helping us celebrate the launch and um support the the uh, start of this endeavor. I mean, for us we started it last March, but this this uh Seeing it come to fruition is just starting, I suppose. So uh, thank you guys for uh, bearing with me as that continues to be something that I really want people to consume. Uh, uh, It's continuing on the theme of things I want people to consume. I want to send out a huge thanks to the Chicago Podcast Co-op for hooking us up with all of our sponsors um, and a special thanks to Max Temkin uh, for this week's sponsorship. And uh, I really would love if, uh, if you enjoy this show, to check out. Any of the other shows on that network, I talk about it during the uh, the podcast itself. But an hour with your ex from uh, Mark Coulomb and Mel Evans is uh, one of my favorites on the on the co-op. Just especially if you like this particular conversation about television and really delving into the things that you like and don't like about it, um, then I can guarantee you will enjoy an hour with your ex. And they are so much more. Astute and uh, put in more work to their show than I do they they prepare written material uh pieces on wh- whatever the thing they 're watching that week is they uh, have guests from time to time to chip in their thoughts on whatever the the uh topic is and they're just really and they field questions from their listeners uh that that pe- that they uh try to tackle on the show that's so cool what a great format what great people go check that out if you like this you'll like that um but that goes for plenty of the other shows on the on the network random conversations is a really fun one um this woman in Chicago who just knows some incredibly interesting people and just sits down and and Listens to their story, so I think those two in particular really lend themselves to fans of this podcast in general. so check those out uh, go to chicago podcast coop dot com and look at check out that list there's about twenty two podcasts on it thus far they're really trying to to do their best to champion as many more for as long as they can and, and along with that champion some uh, small Chicago businesses who are looking for a, a cool way to advertise so uh, I'm so grateful to be a part of that and I just ask in return that um, if you're within the sound of my voice to check out some of those shows because it's really cool really good things um, and I'm so so happy to be a part of it uh, as a last uh, ongoing plug Uh, you've heard it before you'll hear it again, the Fishbowl the Annoyance Theater, now on Thursday nights at 9.30 shifted it back to accommodate Thursday night classes at the Annoyance and uh, I just really love that show, I really love being there it's this beautiful cross section of students and uh, quote unquote veterans and then I get to play with these incredible people who I think are so funny and so smart and so uh, generous and uh, I couldn't be happier about that and I just love getting to share that show with people, so if that sounds cool to you at all, come check that out if you're an annoyance student, you can put your annoyance ID into a fishbowl and we'll pull it out during the show or you, we'll pull out four or five names during the show so that you get to play in the set with some other annoyance teachers and performers that's pretty cool man, last week a kid came up to me, a kid, I mean, he was barely younger than me. A a person came up to me after the show and said that that show was the first time that he had ever performed improv in front of an audience. That's crazy to me. People are putting themselves out there in a way that is uh, not always accessible at other theaters and other shows in other communities. I think that's really cool and I'm really happy to be a part of it. Uh, anywho, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy MBSing with Michael Calico.
1: I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Man. How is, has your day been thus far? It's been great. I've been able to... Uh, what did I do today? I had an Italian beef sandwich, Ooh. which is the best thing you can do in Chicago. Is an Italian beef sandwich with hot peppers dipped in gravy? For now where? Uh, Vienna's, uh, right over by DePaul. Okay. Um, and I'm picky about my beefs. I grew, yeah. up, uh, I grew up pretty, pretty uh, spoiled on Italian beefs. Are you
0: from the area originally?
1: I'm from Chicago. I'm from, oh, uh, hell yeah. Uh, I grew up on the west side of Chicago. That's um, awesome. Yeah, well, the west side wasn't, you know, too yeah, awesome, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was right, awesome right, right, in right. lots of ways. It's awesome
0: that you've lived here th- for yeah. the duration
1: yeah, You're absolutely. Not a
0: transplant like
1: most of us, <laughs> but that's the good thing, man. Like Chicago is a transient transplant kind of town. And yeah, you get uh, you 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 have a kind of hospitality like the heartland up here. Whereas, like if you go if you live in New York, you got to become a New Yorker. If you live in L.A., you got to be somebody from L.A. Uh-huh. But here. Everybody's from everywhere, so we're all like, pretty friendly. In this that's awesome. Yeah.
0: I, I believe that's true as someone who is not from here, but mm-hmm. has lived here for like five years. I definitely feel that way. Yeah, it feels, about it feels good. About my experience.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love being a, you Anybody can be a Chicagoan. That's,
0: that's, that's awesome. the best part. Anybody, anybody
1: can enjoy your Italian
0: beef. But right? <laughs> like you're I picky. Did.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, it was... Uh, is Vienna one of your... One of your go was No, I like to try different Italian beef spots. And kinda kind of connoisseur on that. All right. Um, this one, I was just hankering. I got off the train, and I was just hankering for a beef. And I saw this place coming up by DePaul, and I was like, you know what? I'm down with Vienna sausages. Let's, let's try the beef. So uh, the beef was good. All it right. was uh, nice and soggy, like I like it. Uh, really, really tasty. So that, that started my day off amazingly. It I'm sounds like now. a great way yeah. to start. <laughs> I
0: had an Italian... Um, <laughs> sandwich just Mm. like from this little Italian deli that's right by where I work. Yeah. Called Grazianos. Mm. Uh and they get the bread fresh from an Italian bakery every morning. Mm -hmm. And I always get prosciutto because (sighs) prosciutto is delicious. (sighs) And their prosciutto sandwiches are prosciutto and mozzarella and they put some basil and lettuce and tomatoes (sighs) and some like oil and pepper and stuff on it.
1: Oh, it's man. It's so good. That's like God's candy right there. Seriously, All of that right like, there. Seriously. Like it's, it from the heavens.
0: It's like my favorite sandwich right now. Oh, it's like so good. And their prosciutto is ah, so good. I bought some prosciutto from the grocery store mm-hmm. last week um, for... Uh, uh, hamburger uh, monstrosity that I made on um, uh, <laughs> Memorial Day. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and uh, I chased it, and it was so like salty ah. and chewy, man. and I was just like, this is not Graziano's prosciutto. <laughs> I, they have turned me into some sort of like Oh man, <laughs> connoisseur.
1: Uh, prosciutto, you need to have specific meats. I think deli meats are a thing... That is... You, you, people are very particular about the yeah. deli meats, and they go to their specific delis for uh-huh. it. If you're not just, like, kind of raised and reared on Oscar Mayer, uh-huh. you gotta go and find a shop that just... It's like a snowflake. Everyone is different. <laughs> every, every piece of meat is different. You know?
0: I agree with you. Big believer in that. I also think very... I love ham so much, but, like, I love, like, a Thanksgiving ham. Like, oh. I want you to, like, carve a big yes. slice of ham. I don't uh. want to eat it out of, like you said, Oscar Mayer.
1: Yeah, nobody wants that. Like, it I mean, on the go. I maybe. was going to
0: say, I'll eat it.
1: You know what I'm a big fan of when it comes to ham? Um, you know, not even my mother's ham, to me, in my eyes, yeah. can top, uh, my Lunchables ham from third grade. For real? I used to stack those boys so high. Yeah, I was Everybody just was about jealous. to say,
0: like Lunchables ham. <laughs> is I, I like,
1: know, garbage. <laughs> I know. It's probably garbage, and it's probably <laughs> and they just mash
0: they it. They just
1: mash it in a machine and paint it the color but of ham. But that's you. Yeah. That's oh yeah, sure. I love it with some crackers, man. That's my jam. That's my jam. Sit uh, on the beach and eat some Lunchables ham. You know.
0: You know. You know what kind of ham I like. What's that John Ham, star <laughs> of Mad Men? Yes, John
1: <laughs> <and> <laughs> Ham. Oh, I was trying
0: to bring it back to T V.
1: Bring it back to TV. <laughs> T V is you, Did you get did you get a chance for that finale? Did you get yeah, a chance to check it yeah, out? Yeah,
0: the day that you were over uh at my, at our place, it was the day after the finale. Yeah. Me and Lauren watched all the way through to the finale after you left. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did so you did you enjoy what's your thoughts on that?
0: I did. I was actually just listening to another podcast today mm-hmm. where they talked about the last season. Um and they echoed a lot of my sentiments in that I liked it, but it just felt a little, like, anticlimactic. Yeah. Like, I liked a lot of the stuff they did in the last season. Yeah. But the last two episodes just, like, didn't feel... They felt like they had to rush to find closure.
1: Absolutely. Even though
0: they were, like, building these large, you know, arcs. Mm -hmm. And then a bunch of things kind of happened all at once. Like, the Peggy storyline... Peggy
1: storyline got rushed.
0: Very unsatisfying to me. Um, the podcast I was listening to earlier, uh, it's called An Hour With Your Ex. It's Don't another, pod- it's another <laughs> podcast on the Chicago <laughs> Podcast Co-op. I strongly recommend it. Both of its hosts have been on MBSing before. Yay. Um, and Mark Coulomb. Um They said that the, uh, Peggy and uh, Stan, is that the name of the guy that she, the other guy who worked in creative? Oh, guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, that They're that their ending was like the most Tumblr ending that ever could have happened and I was like yes that's so true yeah. it was just like runs who into do the we want to see yeah, yeah yeah like oh on the phone runs in and you like honestly the whole time I was expecting someone him to just be like Ha, I'm just fucking with you, Peggy. Like Absolutely. <laughs> I was totally was expecting one of them to just be like, ah, I'm yeah. fuck. like because that was like their relationship all along, mm-hmm. um, and they did understand one another and get each other. I think, but like it just keeps seeming like it kind of came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I think uh, American TV shows really have a problem when it comes to not knowing what to do when it's time to end the show. Yeah. And it's always this, like, kind of big fight with uh, either the budget for Mm -hmm. the TV show or uh, the director knowing that it's time to end it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's... Whether it it,
0: it gets picked up or, you know, mm -hmm. because sometimes I feel like shows will just last too long. Too long. Because no one wants to just be like... Yeah. I I honestly feel like it's becoming... uh, Interestingly, like I think people kind of catch flack when they want to end a show.
1: Absolutely. Like you know, Nick Kroll. Yeah, the does, Kroll show, yeah. He
0: chose, he was like, All right, Cut. three seasons done. Yeah. And everyone's like, What are you doing? And it's like, I thought it was done. And I think <laughs> I respect him so much. Yeah, for that.
1: we tend to do that and you know, in British TV they, they, they end things really e- yeah, early and really it's, short. It's, it's it's amazing because you watch that it's a brevity, it's a sadness to it. And uh, it makes you want to watch more series by that acclaimed, you know, uh, director or writer. Um, It's something like Mad Men, which was going on for eight, nine years plus, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, They, I read an article that Matthew Weiner, he he said people wouldn't be happy with that end because he was just going to end it the way that uh, he always wanted to end it, which I think can be really, yeah, it's interesting and it can be really, I don't know, kind of out of touch because... Uh, the show grows the show yeah. to me TV shows are organic they they grow with so for, viewer so expectations so you think for him
0: to say that he always knew how he was going to end it yeah. and end it that way regardless
1: yeah it kind of he still he he created a lot of like you said like tumultuous arts mm-hmm. over the years and mm-hmm. uh whether they were planned or not, mm-hmm. uh, they, they they let the audience to speculate and be excited. And Mad Men's always like a slow burn kind of TV yeah. show, you know. You you, and you watch it exactly,
0: and, you know. So then, for the last couple to feel very like not
1: slow burn yeah. at all, rush and just give give them what they want. Yeah, and kind of with John Hamm, uh, just kind of giving them that kind of uh, Pepsi spoiler. Sorry, yeah, yeah, giving the them
0: coke. that ending. Yeah, yeah, the Coke
1: the Coke ending. Yeah, stuff. it's it you know. Uh, it, I could get it. It's kind of like Breaking Bad. Like I, I get it. Uh-huh. It's middle of the road. Uh-huh. Um, people are either gonna be happy or sad with it. And, yeah, but see, at the I, very I least, was
0: more, I was much more satisfied by the ending me of, too. of Breaking
1: Bad. Me too. But, but there's there a lot I, of controversy. There's so many it.
0: things that I, I really did like about the way that Mad Men ended. Uh huh. But somehow I just like at last, you know, credits rolled. And yeah. Like you said, you know, Coca-Cola, and I was just like, huh. Yeah. Well, for, guess that's the end amendment. Yeah, you know what I mean? for
1: it, when you don't want to leave your audience that way, I think I think you know it'd be better to make a bold choice that may isolate even more people. Yeah, um, and make potentially you know stir up some uh, uh, groups. In your your circle that you're creating, yeah, yeah. Uh, than to like go middle of the road because then look, you it just spent eight feel, years that's watching a good that way to show. Put it.
0: it did feel pretty you know? middle of the road. And we, we really sit did. there
1: and we you know we invest into these TV shows and they get us hooked and mm-hmm. it's so interesting all the twists and turns these characters making. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, you know, when you go right in the middle of the road, is is kind of like you're not making a, a yeah. big artistic choice, which yeah. uh, is braver in, in, in yeah. the long run. It'll get more fans. That. You know, I
0: think one of the other. Problems for me was that, and I think you were still around watching when I started vocalizing mm-hmm. these these feelings. Is that a lot of the like emotional heft of that last season yeah. was placed on storylines surrounding Pete Campbell uh-huh. and um, Betty,
1: which we disagree about. Yeah, and you Pete love Campbell. Pete, and I, I fucking it. hate
0: Pete. Like, <laughs> get Pete out of my face! <laughs> I did not want to see Pete get what he wanted. Yeah, but. That's what that show was. The more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, Pete had to get Pete Campbell is like the cockroach of the earth.
1: Absolutely. Like
0: as much as you want that guy to fucking die. Washed, yeah. He is still going to survive. somehow survive and thrive. Yeah. You know, like yeah. cuz that's their people like that and even as a, you know, as an optimistic observer of that show, as someone who wanted to just watch that and be like, "No, Pete Campbell shouldn't get what he wants." Mhm. I gotta give it to Weiner on that one. Man. Yeah, yeah, of well, course that guy gets what he wants. As
1: as an actor, I, I feel that and I didn't This is I, a good I, place. <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: This is a good place. I do want to do a formal like introduction. This uh, my yes. guest today, even though we've been hopping straight in and straight I in. loved it, yeah. um uh, my guest today is Michael Calicut. Hey <laughs> uh Chicago actor, yes, performer, yes, yes, yes. podcast, guest, uh feature host, extraordinaire.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Um,
0: good friend of mine is going to be talking to me about television. Television. So we we super launched in. Um, with that out of the way, go ahead and say what you want about as an actor, the way that you watch
1: TV. Yeah, the way it, it changes because you're inside of. Uh, you break down the 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 kind of fourth wall of the television, and mm-hmm. you know how things work. You know. Uh, what it is when a writer or a director makes a certain choice and yeah. an actor takes it in that direction. Yeah, so you watching, definitely
0: watch TV in a totally different way yeah. than like a passive observer.
1: It's more list. active. It's 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 uh, you, you're watching all of the angles mm-hmm. and not saying that uh, you know a, a normal non-actor and TV watcher. Good. Yeah, it's not
0: it. like we're like standing yeah. on the top of a mountain just right. like looking down our noses. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> it, it's
1: just you know you you watch it a little bit more critically for theme and color mm-hmm. and all of these things. Yeah Everything that makes a really good show, Mm -hmm. but, um... Like, a character like Pete Campbell, the one thing that I can really respect is he makes you have a certain feeling about him. Very he's true. He's not a middle-of-the-road character where it's like, very oh, I hate true. it where they took him. You always know where he's, like, you know, kind of like Draco Malfoy in movies. Yeah. We're talking movies. we talking television. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, to me, it's harder in television because, you know, this is a serialized event going on for years and years and years, and they have to take what's given to them and really make people either de- detest them or, uh, you know, make it very interesting to watch, like mm-hmm. John Hamm isn't, to me in my opinion, like the best actor in the world. But the guy is interesting yeah. when it comes to being a minimalist actor, For it, you sure. know. And and that's just interesting and to watch you, him brood, you mm-hmm. know.
0: And can you imagine another actor in that role? Like no,
1: well, I mean, being I, able you could to play really people there, but like they wouldn't necessarily uh, have the uh many different sides in my opinion that that John Hamm has brought to like Don. Mm-hmm. You got thinking Don and you got failure Don, and you got, you know, um, bemused Don,
0: and drunk Don, Don, womanizing Don, Don. and he was able to uh,
1: make each one of those Dons distinct in his own kind of way, even in the first season. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, and and especially when you're dealing in a time period where it's it's kind of hard to watch for a person of color, for a woman, for a man even, to to watch a show like that, because they're sticking very true. It's a period piece. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he he did really well with that to make it that interesting to make you know to give it such a fan base that make it last eight seasons yeah Um, I still I think
0: it's an incredible show yeah I just felt yeah, there're just some things that are like dissatisfying, but like mm-hmm. nothing is ever going to be satisfying to everyone.
1: With television, no. I think uh, television, that's the point. Like when it comes to great ATV shows like that, mm-hmm. some some networks and some TV shows are for the ratings. They mm-hmm. are to get that 12 million uh, uh viewership mm-hmm. sweet spot, as you know. As broad as possible. As broad as possible, you know. Um, you got shows like that in my opinion like Empire and The Walking Dead and stuff like that. They're there for uh, their specific fan base. Sure. But really, the show is molded by how many people are watching. If it's 12 million people watching it and this formula is going well, they're going to n- not try to mess with it too much. Or with network television like Fox and ABC, mm-hmm. you never know. It's a mixed bag. They may bring in a hacky writer who right. directed or, or, or wrote uh, episode for like The Walking Dead, or Game of Thrones or something, and think they, they can translate well into writing for Empire because they got so much viewership. And that uh. messes with uh, the integrity something to me to the show
0: established yeah in,
1: in the fan base whereas like you get a, net, a network like HBO or AMC or something mm-hmm. like that who um they, they the, in Netflix even they try yeah. things and they they keep to their very niche
0: audience uh, audience mm-hmm.
1: and um to me that's the kind of TV I watch and, oh, and, and yeah. gravitate to like you can't get me off of Game of Thrones like really? Game of Thrones is I to heard me you you don't watch Game of Thrones. No. Oh. You finish your thought though. No. Game
0: of Thrones to you Game of, Thrones, Game to of you. Thrones
1: to me is like what Harry Potter was to kids like us growing up and seeing it in the movies but way more accurate and way more close to the books.
0: So you read the books as well?
1: I've read the books as well, but only after uh, started I, I started watching the series, and I had never done that before. Uh, this is yeah. the first show that I watched two seasons, and I was walking through the park, and I was like just I
0: go, going crazy cool.
1: about it uh, to a friend I was walking uh-huh. with, and somebody walks past me, walking their dog, and they, they stop, and they say, hey. I'm like, yeah? And they like, you talking G O T? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's I'm talking G O T. Like, have you read the books? Uh-uh. I'm like, no. He's like, you should. You I'm like, I've started. Doesn't matter. And he left. And that's I was so like, funny. oh, yes, and yes. And that
0: man, George R.
1: R. Martin. <laughs> he was George R. R. Martin, you know.
0: <laughs> he uh, was ambling through that park the best he could <laughs> on his chubby little legs.
1: You know, it's 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 not a show for everybody. You know.
0: But, I I watched the whole first season. Oh, okay. The whole thing. Okay. And. Uh, I will be perfectly honest mm-hmm. I'm not I don't think that <sighs> that type of like fantasy is my thing like yep. I don't love in retrospect while it was happening and while the movies were coming out I was like oh yeah Lord of the Rings is so cool it's like nerdy and wizards and stuff and then when I look back and I think about those movies I just get kind of bored. Like, mm. it just bores me. Yeah. And I think that Game of Thrones kind of falls under the same... Umbrella. Umbrella for me. And I... I and. I'm sure for you hearing that it's like how could you be bored by no,
1: that? no I totally get that I mean like you gotta look at the way it's shot it's, it's dreary colors yeah. it's old stone everywhere mm-hmm. it's raining it's a it's lot of,
0: it's a lot of families it's a yeah. lot of places it's a lot
1: of names it's, it's a, a lot, lot of names of, you
0: know. and I tried so hard I really did I watched mm-hmm. that whole first season and I really tried to like engage with it yeah. and I got to the finale and I was just like damn like that's it you just kill off like one of the main characters that I cared about out. And yeah. I know that that's one of the kind of like, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but that's yeah. kind of one of the things that's like Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, It's just like, oh, you like this character? Well, fuck you. That character's
1: dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I always. So my rule is I always give a TV show probably about a season mm-hmm. like how you did I or two to. maybe uh, to give it a shot, you mm-hmm. know. Um, when it comes to a show, I, it's so easy to get overwhelmed in Game of Thrones. But mm-hmm. um, I'm a big like Shakespeare fan. I really oh, love Shakespeare, yeah, that's fair. and so um, that's a
0: fair comparison.
1: Yeah, so. I, I think it's, it's it's closer to that than it is of like Lord of the Rings and Harry. It's it's a slight magical element in it. Uh, it's, it's not I've heard the, it referred
0: the, to as a um, uh, low fantasy.
1: It's low fantasy. Yeah. That's true because it's not about that. It really is about betrayal and power and, uh, what people would do, uh, to get power right. and, uh, and uh less, heritage, lineage. Less of those
0: people, right, yeah. as opposed to a lot of people who, like, Mayans. have magical abilities. Yeah, like
1: wizards flying write. around. They're, they they are there would a little bit, high, but... More high fantasy. Absolutely, like high fantasy stuff that that can kind of, like, bore people. Uh, it, it's just really interesting to watch characters, like, kind of grow and strongly written characters, mm-hmm. you know, um, and watch how this God, like, has created this whole... Fictional I mean, time honestly, period.
0: You, everything you said I think could apply to Mad Men as well. Yeah, that's you what I mean. Yeah, so it's just like,
1: another kind of period. And I piece. love
0: Mad Men, and and when people tell me that they can't get into it, I'm like, that it's makes a sense. Piece. I totally get that.
1: Yeah, because uh, like Mad Men is a slow burn, but the thing with Game of Thrones is much more on the lines of uh, Breaking Bad when it comes to cliffhangers, when it comes to killing off people. Nobody's kind of safe. That's sure. the big thing. Nobody's kind of safe, which is can be frustrating, but. Why not watch a TV show where you people, never know. you never know, and you can be dedicated and yet yeah, it pisses you off, but they're getting a reaction out of you to keep watching. Right. To see another, that's why it's so many characters, so you can see another person like kind of rise up come into the and come into their way. own. And to me, going through a journey like that is epic and sprawling, mm. like to the point where I'm like online at like one in the morning reading theories about
0: the so <laughs> next season and stuff. So, um,. Uh, my boyfriend Uh I remember one of the first conversations that we had like
1: she's taking (laughs) y'all
0: off the market one of the first uh, not one of the like literally first conversations that we had but like an early conversation before we started dating Mm -hmm. when I think when we kind of started like feeling one another out, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean, yeah. like kind of like, oh, this is kind of what this guy's about and vice versa, mm-hmm. was about Game of Thrones. Because he was just like, oh, I've seen, I've seen every episode oh. and I think it's terrible.
1: Oh, oh and love at first
0: And he excited. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. I've only watched the first season and I just couldn't ever get into it, yeah. so I stopped watching it. And he was like, I don't blame you. Uh-huh. I think it's only gotten... Um, worse since the first season but I still watch every single episode I still go on Reddit and read about (laughs) everything that people are saying after the episodes come out and I can vouch like Every fucking Sunday or Monday, I he talks to me about Game of Thrones.
1: And <laughs> he that, tricked you. He actually likes that crazy? Game of Thrones. Isn't yeah. that crazy? That's
0: what I'm saying is that, like, it was so intriguing to me to hear someone say, I don't think this show is great, but I watch every single yeah. episode, and I can't, like, separate myself from
1: it. What you're talking about is a really wonderful point, right? Like, when it comes to uh, television, mm-hmm. uh, there are certain things that we turn the TV on just for background noise. There are certain Mm -hmm. things that kind of catch our eye Mm -hmm. and we kind of catch them and and they become a part of our everyday life which is the power of television I believe. I think um, that is is interesting to see someone say it'd be so polar opposite but still can't Stop watching it and can't yeah. stop being curious about, like, oh, yeah. this sucks. But yeah, what was that about? Yeah, you know exactly. What I, mean?
0: that's I really power think that's when it what comes it is. Yeah. And he's also like someone who enjoys writing mm-hmm. and directing and stuff like that. So I know that's an aspect of it, yeah. is that he is just trying to like analytically figure out mm-hmm. what it is about this show that keeps him watching, keeps people watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told me that this past Sunday's episode was, like, the best episode it that was. they've had in years. It was
1: It was, It was. was wonderful.
0: I heard it. And he showed me a couple of, like, clips from yeah. it and, like, explained, like, well, these people ass. that are, like, in the White Walkers, <laughs> just, you can only kill them with fire. You
1: don't have any uh, pissed-off Game of Thrones fans <laughs> <who's> going to write <laughs> you on your website today, like, because of that voice that you just did? Give them to me, baby. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm talking about the person that I date, yeah. but he was, like, He's going to write all so the emails. Yeah, he'll be the one just, like, like, mm, I don't appreciate anything. <laughs> but he told me about like, yeah, these people. Yeah. You, they thought they could only kill him with this, and mm-hmm. then he has a thing, and it could kill him. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. damn! And it was huge. And it's this part that well, isn't in the books yet. Yeah, which is well, crazy. that's the thing is catching up
1: to. Uh, it's already passed. This whole season, uh, George R. R. Martin uh, has gotten pressure because. He is supposed to be eight books, and uh, he is—he's only written five. And everybody wants him to come out with the sixth book, which he's writing. But he's also been writing for the, the actual show. show, so he had to step back. From writing for the show, step back on a couple of appearances from Comic Con to uh, get keep cracking riding. on his book because Damn. everybody's like, and he, you know, he's everybody's talking about his his weight maybe lead to his oh, eventual mortality, yeah. and we want I've heard these that books. About. And he's you he's can gotta tell
0: gotta he's keep
1: pissed off. So we can read it, and it's it's funny that a TV show can have so much power that Mm. they they, they grab this old thing. Game of Thrones has been out for a while, even before that TV show, and grab this thing and it just takes off like wildfire where he's getting death threats if he doesn't finish the book. It's fandom. Well, I mean, we do that about a lot of things. I think TV really ties into our neurosis. You know, to
0: really chill out with just threatening death to people.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's the comment.
0: It's not that
1: serious. But, you know, that's interesting too because TV is like the closest thing that we have to um, you know it's like the window to the world you know It's, it's a you can learn from television, or you can use it as, you know, a stupid box. And you can sit there and melt your brain like a microwave. And uh, you can live a life vicariously through planning uh, programs uh, throughout your entire day. You can, like, if you got a day off, it's like, oh, I'm hitting the Netflix, Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to watch this, and I heard about this, and I heard about that. And these things kind of become your life a little bit. You become connected to these characters. And uh, television, and when you get so connected where something is mirroring your life, so well and you're looking at it through a screen mm-hmm. you can't stop thinking about it and you can't mm-hmm. stop and so you, you you won't hesitate to say hey this is a part of my life and you're just yeah, going thanks. out on I saw you at the Taco Bell and you're not really you know and so TV yeah. is really, can be dangerous TV can be really really dangerous yeah. depending on you know, what's being watched and what's being produced, you know? And I
0: think the other, I mean, something else that we've already touched on where uh, where both of those um, uh, big shows that we've talked about so far are concerned are the, like, internet culture, mm. you know? Like, it, they're, like we moved past being a, a culture of people who, like, you know, sat around a water cooler and tried to find someone else who watched the same shows we did. Mm-hmm. And we moved into this era of, if you don't know people personally who are watching the same shit you do, Mm -hmm. you can find... Yeah. hundreds of thousands of millions of them on the internet Yeah. and engage with them in a totally different way than yeah. we were ever able to before that
1: it, you know I think every generation kind of like goes through this kind of talk this the technology talk sure. right and if you're afraid of the new kind of technology which is hard because I'm on the line I embrace it uh, but it's already moved in, 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 like, hyperspeed, like, in, in five years, it used to be, you couldn't see, you, you couldn't imagine ten years in the future, like, if you look at those old, like, kind of, uh, jet, Jetson cartoons, sure. and the Jetsons, and, uh, you know, even the Flintstones, or even just old TV shows, Dick Van Dyke, I Love Lucy, and stuff like that, if they were doing anything dealing with, like, the year 2001, yeah. or the year 2000, and which was probably, like, 20, 30, 40 years in the future, it was this, you know, jetpacks, uh. and rocket ships, and uh, now, with technology and the internet, since it's hyper started us. Um, it's really kinda hard to even think about five years in the future when it comes to television sure. when we have streaming networks that have that are worth more than like, you know, major networks. T V is a really hard. T V yeah. you know, it's hard to it's
0: baffling to think about is, where it's gonna go. Yeah.
1: Cable's almost extinct. People don't do that anymore. Yeah. You don't have to have cable anymore. And that just off put the whole Industry yeah. of television since yeah. it's been invented. Yeah, I think invented. we're gonna
0: see huge shifts in mm-hmm. the way that like advertising is handled. Oh yeah, in the next like few years.
1: I just I just read an article about that on the Daily Dot uh, saying that uh, Netflix is finally getting into the advertisement yeah, game, which is gonna piss, piss off a lot me. of. Oh, uh, for sure, they want to put an ad, but they don't want to do full out YouTube or uh, Hulu kind of like you get an ad in between. They want one like right in the beginning or right at the end advertising their own Netflix originals. And that's
0: what um, HBO does. HBO does that's
1: that all That's the, the time. only
0: thing HBO does, yeah. and I don't think anyone bats an eye. Mm-hmm. You know what, I, I certainly don't. I don't. Yeah, I'll watch a promo for, like, whatever it's for that, that Queen Latifah movie Bessie, that's, yeah, yeah I'll yeah. watch a promo for Bessie before I watch Silicon Valley. I True. don't care.
1: Yeah, and it's promoted I don't care. as long as it's not, like, you know, fucking Palmolive or something like yeah. that. Even so, you know, I, I get over it. Yeah. But, um, I,
0: I do get annoyed that you pay for Hulu Plus and still have to watch ads.
1: Yeah, that's you, annoying. Yeah. That is really annoying. Especially
0: to break up the show like that. Yeah, and like if you want to go back, you or like pop forward, you still got to watch ads. I think yeah. that's bogus. It's
1: a bad. It's a bad model. It, it really turns people off from like sitting there and watching like a mm-hmm. Netflix. You know, uh, like a Netflix. It streams all the way through. You can watch 19 episodes of Doctor Who mm-hmm. and not see a single advertisement. Mm-hmm. And uh, all you have to do is wait for the next season. They they have the future on lock when it comes to television. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, dropping these serialized shows a season at a time. Yeah. It, it keeps Crazy. people... They, I mean, I feel like Webster is going to add, if it's not already there... Binge watching uh, with a picture of Netflix right next to it in the dictionary.
0: Yeah, uh, oh, so ch- I agree. You know, yeah, if it's not here, if it's not in there, it will be. It needs I agree. to be
1: because you know Orange is the New Black and yeah, uh, House of Cars, House of Cars, These really Daredevil, the uh, uh, Invincible Kimmy Schmidt, uh, uh,
0: Unbreakable, uh, the, the yeah. Unbreakable
1: Kimmy Schmidt. These shows. Uh, you can sit and lose a whole, like, two days. And I know I, I do. I do, too. I, totally I do, too. Yeah, yeah. And no matter and how it, much I'm like, I even need to if, space it out. Mm, it's, it, it even if it's
0: not two days... It's, mm-hmm. like, two weeks. Yeah. It's I'll watch, you know, every time I sit down to watch it, I'll watch three or four episodes in a row. Oh, I yeah. Just scream through
1: it. it. It really messes with my ability to have self-control. Like, <laughs> I don't have any... I'm already eating everything under the sun. Cheeseburgers, and uh, bacon, and now I'm plopped in front of, like, Daredevil right. and stuff like that. And so, yeah, like, uh, TV has been really, really incremental in my life. Like, not incremental. Yeah, I was like just about to ask, in
0: my life. Influential. So... Uh, This is a great place You know We've talked a lot About where TV is now And and where we think It might go Uh But where did this Start for you Mm. What's the origin Of your love for TV
1: Oh that's a good question Um so yeah, I mean, I didn't grow up in like the most. I don't know. I don't want to get too deep and heavy and dark or whatever. Sure. This is really great. But I didn't grow up in 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 a household where I got like you know a lot of attention. I was mm-hmm. a middle kid. Um, my oh, sister, yeah, in, in my family, like when I was uh, a how kid. How many kids were there? Uh, three, just three. Oh okay. Um, but but still. my little brother, you know, Major. was one year behind me, and uh, he was a sports guy. And my sister, she uh, grew up really fast. She like taking care of us. She like you know going to school. She like and poetry and all these different things um, and I was the smart one and the quiet one sure. very like, kind of like reclusive sure. and uh, I think I was just drawn at a young age to um, story, narratives I think, thought it was the most interesting thing to learn cool. in history books that People sat around fires, and that that was TV for them. They they word of mouth. I uh-huh. think that's so beautiful. And uh, I would do anything to to uh, live in a different world from where really? I was in the household. Very because very escapist. Know, yeah, very escapist. I didn't. You know, you don't get that kind of attention sometimes as a child. You find ways to find you know get that attention and feel. Sure. So most of um, I think my morality and. I can I can attribute my morality to a lot of TV shows old uh Dick Van Dyke shows I used to stay up really late at night um and watch Nick at night uh with my dad it'd be the the best time we connected That's at the great. end of the day when he got home from doing you know two jobs he lay down I lay down next to him and we watched Taxi or Mary Tyler Moore um, and I just love the That's format. That's
0: such a, like, classic <laughs> intro. Yeah,
1: my dad loved those things. He never gave gave those things up. Uh, Sanford and Son and Good Times and the Jeffersons. And uh, when they go away um, or during the day, I just fantasized about television. Really? I, I I couldn't get it out of my head when I was a kid and um, preschool and kindergarten all the way up until, like, 5th and 6th. I still haven't. Yeah, I still haven't given it up, you know. Right, um, obviously. You, yeah you you end up connecting um, on a deep personal level with you with your all
0: way. of those and that was really where it started was with all this like classic shows yeah
1: those and uh cartoons sure. cartoons did it for me like uh and not just you know like disney kind of like everything. things it was like deep lore-filled, like, kind of cartoons. Geeky, like, whatever you call like Pokemon. What? Okay, and, you're right. right. Uh, you know, uh, Doug, and I was a big I Nickelodeon kid. And so, you know, Are Real Monsters, and yeah. Gumby, and uh, even the live-action television shows that they used to produce back then, like Pete and Pete, oh, and yeah. Clarissa Explains It All, stuff that was a little bit, you know, they were Older. preteens, yeah. and I was a kid. Um, and even game shows, I used to watch, like, Guts and, uh, you know, uh, um, Legends, Wild and Cra- of, the Legends of the Hidden Temple, Wild, Wild and of Crazy, Crazy Kids. Kids. Um, and it was just a way for me, I don't know, it was a way for me to look at the world and really make an opinion about what was this massive ocean that I was like, expected to, like, enter. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Boy Meets World, I used to watch oh, all the time, it. right?
0: That was, like... Probably my favorite show growing up. Yeah,
1: it was it was a, a brilliant. It's very hard for me to say like what my favorite. People ask me that all the time. Like, what's your favorite t- television show? And did it inspire you to want to act? And it didn't. I never really ever thought about really acting. When I was. I was a kid. That's so
0: interesting. Yeah. Because that was definitely a question that I had coming into of
1: mm-hmm.
0: an uh, interview. Was like, was there any particular show that you feel like really like jump started that?
1: No, I mean, you know. It, it really, I think it was uh, movies and stage that really got really? me into like acting. Interesting. Television. I don't know why I divorced it. Maybe because I, I treated it as such sacred ground. Uh-huh. I feel like television really raised me. Most wow. of my humor derives from like The Simpsons. Sure. Like I grew up watching The Simpsons. Uh, every episode, you know, it was just so funny and dark. And I was a kid, and my mom. It was it was a cartoon, so my mom would just like kind of turn it on and going, and, you know, yeah. do what she did. And
0: without knowing that there's just some way more like
1: adult stuff (laughs) going on there. Yeah, (laughs) it was it was this kind of like you know dark humor and this dark comment about American society. You know, and it it, it was funny and it was true. And uh, it it started my love into finding TV shows that were uh, against the grain of what a regular like kind of those moral kind of TV shows were. So I learned about like you know the regular lessons or whatever you know don't do drugs and all Uh, that stuff through uh, like Blossom and uh, you know Sabrina the Teenage Witch Uh but uh, you know then I learned and
0: like the Boy Meets World and and Boy Meets World with Topanga
1: and stuff and uh, it really you know helped me to kind of look at my own like kind of Status in lots of different levels, socio-economic, and mm-hmm. being a person of color, mm-hmm. and how does that relate to TV shows that were meant for like you know all black people or whatever? Not meant for, but uh, had the express intent purposes of capturing a black audience, like the Cosby there. Show, right? Malcolm and Eddie, Martin. We I grew up watching all in living color, all of these shows, yeah, and I loved them. But to me, there was no separate. The love interest was the love interest. If it was Martin, or if it was Boy Meets World, if it was Topanga or Gina, that's good. that was the you know and i was able to like kind of derive that that you can still be you know who you are and find like love so like really That's important kind of distinctions for a child to make yeah. um came from you know cherry picking uh what was good and what wasn't and also a he- like a hefty dose of uh, <laughs> bad messaging because TV holds oh, that too, sure, you know, sure. and yeah. uh, you, you know it takes a kind of responsibility as well to be able to uh, siphon discern. out the bad, yeah, discern, um, and yeah, like none of that stuff really kind of made me want to like be an actor. It just really ramped up my love for uh, writing and lore and, cool. and, and stories. You That's know? so
0: interesting. Yeah, yeah, I thought for sure there would be. Yeah, there really is such a distinctive difference between. Um, the medium of television and the mediums of uh of film and stage, mm-hmm. but I think and I think that's why this everyone keeps talking about this being like the like golden age of television mm-hmm. you know and, yeah. and I feel like people have used that phrase before, but we want to like watch these involved long stories, mm-hmm. and I think if you look at. At film, it's like the the way things are leaning in film as well. You know, you look if you look at a lot of the biggest blockbusters, you're talking about the Marvel universe the Marvel films. Universe. You know, you're comic talk-
1: book stuff with lore, like right? Deep, deep history. You're you talking
0: know. about series. Mm-hmm. You're talking about like Star Wars. It's so right. It's mm-hmm. Star Wars and Harry Potter and 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 the Hunger Games and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of those are are book related as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. Uh, appropriating a source material as opposed to original Yeah, original works. Um, And I think that that is crazy that it's all starting to really tap into like, what are things that you already are invested in, I Mm -hmm. guess, you know? And I think that's...
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, like, I agree with you, but then I also believe just from an actor's standpoint that it's a lack of Uh, Original uh, uh, um, risk taking on original projects. Oh, I mean,
0: I am tired of that. I'm really tired of that being the things that get a lot of focus. I haven't seen Avengers Age of Ultron yet because I just like, I'll see it eventually. Yeah. Like, uh, I haven't seen either of the... Uh, oh, he whispered it because he didn't want to come out <laughs> I don't want to
1: upset anybody. He did not
0: like Age of Ultron. I didn't like it. I didn't I like haven't it. heard the best thing, so I haven't well, seen it I yet. Mean, I haven't seen either of the fucking Mockingjay movies. Yeah. Are, are both of them out? I don't yeah, even both know. Of them, yeah, they, I haven't seen either one. I, you know,
1: I, and you're talking to a, a, a guaranteed certified like nerd. I love certification. Me material. too, this, man. Like you said, it's the golden age of... Uh, Going and and digging on nostalgia, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and I'm glad that they're doing this, but it can't be the only thing pervading uh, the entire industry. Exactly, and I think
0: if people like you and I, Mm -hmm. people who love television and film and are performers and Mm -hmm. and consume uh, media in a way that is maybe different from a more you know uh, like broad audience. Um, Not to again Not trying to be like uh, Fucking pretentious or anything But it's just just trying to speak truth If people like you and I are already tapping out for stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> then I think that's a fucking sign. It's a
1: sign. They're they're just mining old ideas. I just heard that uh uh Dwayne Rock Johnson just got uh, uh,
0: Big, Big Trouble in, in Little, Little China. China and
1: that's kinda of missing the whole point of it's the hokiness of, of Big Trouble so in Little China, which that, is a good part right. of it. It's like they're 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 just mining old ideas because uh they they're not willing to take a risk on uh, no names, mm-hmm. and um, that's where television comes in, and that's why you see a big, like a mass exodus of movie stars doing television, yeah, doing that's a really good YouTube, point. Uh, because YouTube is like the Wild West. You can yeah. probably have a good idea and you know, a little bit of money, and if you put it out and you develop like a bunch of followers, it's uh-huh. about intellectual property these days. A massive. Uh, mechanism like Comedy Central or something uh-huh. like that will come and pick you up and uh-huh. give you the money to to make this because there there isn't and, an investment in new ideas.
0: And when I yeah, when I think about like what a lot of my favorite things are right now, and I'm someone who like I read those Hunger Games books before yeah. they started making movies of them. I've read every single Harry Potter book and seen every single movie. I've seen most of those Marvel Universe movies, but like. Mm-hmm. I'm tapped out yeah, I just like it's about that I wanna time. see my favorite movie I've seen so far this year well one of my two favorite movies is Ex Machina is this just Ex like Ex
1: Machina is a really good so movie it's yeah. good
0: it's this original idea uh-huh. that didn't come from anywhere else Yeah. like it's just small, you know, relatively independent film. Yeah,
1: suspenseful, thought-provoking. Yeah, um, yeah. just like,
0: so much more interesting. Uh-huh. And even when you, when I think about, sorry, this is w- w- still about movies, um, but I think it applies to television yeah. as well. When I think about, like, the movies that were up for Oscars last year, literally half of the Best Picture nominees were biopics. Yep. That's boring, man. Yeah. Just show me an original story. A
1: original story with original faces. Yeah. Uh, um you know it is not a big investment in that and yeah. who knows what the reason is there's lots of reasons for that because not what's willing safe willing
0: to like take a risk yeah, yeah. if it is
1: safe then you know um and you can get george Clooney or you can get you know uh, ben affleck or brad pitt right. or fastbender or something in it um it's going to do some numbers yeah. and and that's good but that's that that comes with the crumbling of the scaffold of hollywood which is great
0: Yeah, i think
1: it's is is necessary i think tv mm-hmm. is where it's at like uh, it's kind of TV is becoming kind
0: of like the middle class mm-hmm. of
1: culture yeah you know
0: what I'm saying because not like big blockbuster films mm-hmm. or like tiny little indie films it's mm-hmm. like somewhere in between yeah
1: is I think where television, television is, is is existing and it's growing and it's getting better you look at shows with those same stars in it, and they, you know, they get to really show their chops. You get to mm-hmm. look at, like, a true detective. Sure. And you see, you know, a McConaughey and uh, Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, already wonderful actors. And but too- give them a good script, a serialized good script, and really put them to the test. You know, they did a movie Uh, Together, Mm -hmm. Uh, was it Ted TV or uh, it it was kind of like the uh, Truman Show back? And I I recently got a chance to see it, and I'm like, man, this is like precursor to the TV show of uh, True Detective a little bit. Really? Yeah, just to see the chemistry, kind of like Ed TV. I think is the name of it. Yeah,
0: both of them are in it. Yeah, both of them in. I didn't realize that.
1: And uh, you know, I was you know, I was blown away. I was Mm -hmm. you know, and now you look at these these TV shows with. Uh, celebrities and stars they 're really getting to flex their muscles uh-huh. and they 're getting really great subversive scripts and so like I, I hope um, there is an even bigger breakdown in television where it becomes more about the people that are watching it than um having this mass exodus of um, dejected movie stars coming and filling up the screens. Yes. Like that's what I love about um, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Like mm-hmm. you know that she started with The Office, you right. know, and uh, you know, not necessarily a massive name, but now she's leading a TV show. Yeah you know?
0: Ellie, and, Ellie Kemper on that show is unreal everything. good. Yeah, is everything. incredibly good. <laughs> like and and I've told people since I kind of realized since I watched Kimmy Schmidt, I was like, you know what, man? The only reason I watched—well, one of the main reasons I kept watching The Office, especially after um, Mm -hmm. Steve Carell left, was Ellie Kemper. Yeah, like she she was that character. She was so fun to Mm -hmm. watch, and of course, she was going to be able to carry her own show. Yeah, and like, of course, it was going to be a Tina Fey, Robert Carlock show because
1: they know how to infuse. Uh, the next generation Mm -hmm. of people with a similar kind of voice. Yes. uh, And like bringing
0: in people like Titus. Just kind of pop in here Mm -hmm. and pop in there.
1: You know, like, uh, you know, stage actor. You know, people who've been on stage. Mm -hmm. And um, to me, those are the best TV shows. For uh, sure, you and you get like inside Amy Schumer and like TV shows like that. Oh, man. you haven't seen?
0: I, I've only seen like sketches here and there. Mm-hmm. I would need to just sit down and like watch entire episodes of Inside. It's Amy happening
1: Schumer. in reverse for her. Like uh, she went stand up, TV, and now movies are trying to uh, yeah. grab her. Uh, like,
0: have you the, seen Trainwreck? The, the trailer, the trailer for yeah,
1: yeah, with LeBron. That and, shit looks yeah. so Is that what, Will good. Will Forte? I uh, always get them confused. I always get them confused. I think. I thought I no, had, Will Forte's in um the Last Man on Earth, mm-hmm. not him. That was the Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. why I get them confused. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, they were on SNL at the same time. Yeah, They're, similar like kind of figures, I think. Yeah, at this kind point.
1: of really wonderful like impressionists. Yeah, and stuff yeah. Like that, but um, yeah, she's yeah. taking that route, and, and TV has really helped her to be able to do that. Uh
0: huh. And the know? other thing I was gonna say, I think that's really interesting, um, and I think that that's not. Uh, unique to her I think mm-hmm. there are a few other people who kind of like right. fallen into that. Um, the other thing I was gonna say is uh, going back to the fact that like TV is just like leaving the networks and like going to more things more like Netflix mm-hmm. that show was supposed to be on NBC I'm oh, um, wow. Kimmy Schmidt was supposed feels to be like an, NBC an NBC show. show yeah, it feels like. And it. they thought it was too like they thought it like pushed too many boundaries. Like oh, they wow. thought that network audiences wouldn't be able to like get into it and watch it. Yeah. Um. So they bailed on it. They yeah. bailed on a show, helmed by Tina Fey and Robert <laughs> Carlock. Like it's
1: absurd. That's absurd. And and you know what like. That that's a good that's a good point because is they were too
0: afraid to take a risk. N-
1: network television, I severely underestimates the audiences. Mm-hmm. You know because how can I watch? Um, you know TV shows on net n- networks and then I, I go up a couple of channels and I get to watch like something on like you know even FX or yeah. AMC so true and the quality is so and like you said
0: Comedy Central yeah. is definitely like forging a lot of
1: good shit right now a lot like, of shit good. coming out of Comedy Central a lot of good shit coming out of uh, uh, FX you look at uh, don't even get me started on Louis
0: oh, don't Louis even get me
1: started on Louis un- Louis is unreal, unreal. Uh, everything unreal. I want in a television show right the
0: season 4 of Louis is one of the is oh, maybe it was the most like incredible fantastic. season of television I've ever
1: watched. I, I totally, wholeheartedly agree with you. I even watched season five. I just finished it. I haven't seen good. any
0: of it yet. It's good.
1: It's good. And he actually, I read an article that he shortened the season because uh, uh, FX uh, was giving him a time limit to do it. And he wasn't too sure. Uh, it's only an eight, could, eight, eight, eight. like, turn eight. out enough And then something. he got high and called them back and said, yeah, I can do it. And uh, then he woke up the next day, and all the jokes he wrote for some of the episodes were just j- gibberish uh, because he was so high when he called the FX guy. Oh, my God. And, yeah, God. so that's why this season only has eight episodes instead of the usual ten. Weird. And, and you can tell, it's back to form. A lot of weird um, shit
0: surrounding Louie right now. I'm yeah. just going to say that. Of course. Of I don't want to get into it too much. Uh-huh. Um, because <laughs> it makes my stomach hurt. Yeah, um, but yeah. that season four of Louis is absolutely is brilliant, incredible. I haven't. Yeah. I have been kind of waiting and just gonna like plow through season five. Eventually. It's good. Like, I'm still gonna watch it. Yeah.
1: I think Louis, Louis, Louis season four is so conceptual and so it's so much risk taken in it. The, the format switches yes. every episode. Yes. He got long form storytelling like, and short term storytelling. Just like angles. It's beautiful for an actor to watch. For just somebody from New York to watch. Even somebody in, who just lives in a big city. The cynicism and the regularness of the show is just brilliant. I, think I he totally has, agree. Yeah, But you know what? You know, back to uh, just networks. Mm-hmm. um there are, you know, gems. There are small little gems that people don't. What do really you think? I mean, you
0: already mentioned Empire, which is a yeah. Fox Empire show, is a right? it, you know,
1: it does numbers. I'm not a big Empire fan. Okay. I, for like I watched of
0: the for I watched the pilot, and I was like, okay. Okay. I and I haven't. It. I haven't checked it out since.
1: That's then. my thing. It, it it um it sure is interesting. I mean, yeah. like, it sure it does have its gossip, and it does have its you know kind of uh, on hype. Surrounding it, um, um, but I, you know, to me, it's just like I, if I can predict it, I, can, I you know, I, I kind of tune out and I predict a lot of the plots a lot of the time, really? and it, it feels really like just kind of gossipy, mm-hmm. kind of like reactionary. Um, not to shit on anybody who loves that show, but sure. there are really wonderful I mean, reasons. It's just I mean, I talk
0: I just talked shit about Game of Thrones right in front yeah. of you, <laughs> and you said it's
1: like your fucking
0: jam. It's so. my jam,
1: but like you know, I like I, I, I don't know. I think I'm sick. I went through this whole uh, period of watching just shows about uh, like serial killers. Like I'm a big uh, serial killer fan when it comes to television shows. So uh, they're on network, uh, they just canceled a show called The Following, which I thought was oh, yeah. actually Kevin Bacon, which I thought was
0: I heard really good things absolutely about that. Wonderful. Stephanie loves that show. Yeah,
1: it's it's brilliant. It's about the occult, which I, I don't I really
0: like things that scare me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I don't want okay. scary things.
1: <laughs> well no it's 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 good because like it's sometimes I watch
0: American horror story because yeah. Stephanie likes that too and I, and Every once in a while, I just have to like step out. It's, I'm like, mm,
1: it's really no, thought-provoking. Well, I mean, like, it's scary in a way in which uh, you know, it's, I think it's more suspenseful mm-hmm. and mysterious. The mystery element in sure. some of these shows. Of it. that show and a show called Hannibal. Yeah, Hannibal uh, was a show that nobody knew, you know, how to react to it because mm-hmm. it's so gruesome. You would think that this show should be on like HBO or really? NBC, and it's so well written. Uh, that you know, it, it shouldn't be on NBC. You yeah. watch this, and so nobody watched it at first. And the second season came around, and uh, they were about to cancel it because it didn't get any ratings. And um, then it was this flurry of, really? of rabbit fans that came and said, No, like, no, we, no, no, we love this show, give it a chance. And it was we're right on watching. the borderline. So... It, it turned out to be one of the best TV shows of the year. I mean, like the the last like scene really? of the last uh, episode of the last season uh-huh. uh, was one of the best I've ever seen in television history. Wow. Yeah. Shit. I think, yeah, I think it's really, really, really suspenseful cool. and very, very good. Yeah, so it's like, it's, 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 it's gems like so that. So did it you know. get,
0: wait, did it get picked up?
1: And yeah, it's been okay. picked up and now it's coming on to, uh, I think this Thursday will be uh, the uh, beginning Premier. of, premiere of season three or season four. I think it's on season three, maybe. Cool. Um, it's a really, really wonderful show. I'll say check it out. Uh, if you want to be you know, not scared, but if you and want really to really things. get into the mind of a cannibal, and if you want yeah. to get into the mind of uh, someone who is severely upset, obs- I love I love shows uh, where people are obsessed about stopping this guy or something like that. Sure, and, uh, you know, uh, Netflix. That's all I do is watch shows like that. The Killing, which got uh, canceled Can, off yeah, a- yeah. AMC, but Netflix picked it right up. And really, uh, that's yeah, it's I a. Didn't cult. Classic like that show is really brilliant. So,
0: Netflix produces The Killing now, yeah, and it's wow. done.
1: They they ended it, uh, oh, well, they okay. picked it up, uh, and because I think they stopped it, uh, AMC stopped it around uh, season four, and then uh, the last season, season five, Netflix produced the last like couple of episodes of it, and uh, to give the fans like some closure, uh,
0: a, a final, mm-hmm. interesting, I didn't realize that. I think my f- it seems like that's. Mm-hmm. Gonna start happening more. I it mean, is it's the already mini happening. Project yeah, just got canceled ah. after its uh third season.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And got picked up by Hulu almost oh, immediately.
1: Yeah, because they save it. Community, same way. Yahoo picked yeah, that up. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean so uh I have I have two thoughts mm-hmm. about um I think so that, so Hulu, uh, when they announced they were picking up the uh uh the mini project, I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool but I'm pretty sure That they already picked it up for like three more seasons, and I was like, "Guys, we don't—we don't need it. Already got canceled." Yeah. On one network, yeah. Maybe just pick it up for one at a time. Yeah, like, and
1: see, engage. Just yeah. like Arrested, I feel the same way about Arrested Development. Yeah, and I love Arrested Development. And they're I'm but, a big fan. and they're
0: doing another season. Another season, and They're going. Room. They're
1: trying to do another one after that. Like they, they're really? talk. Yeah, to do more. And than and, one. May, and possibly a movie. Um, a tie tie into right. it. And they want to rectify what was not so good about the last season because yeah. of the scheduling and they sure. didn't know. Uh, if it was going to be, um, yeah. you know, received really yeah. well, so they it did one-off like episode experiment. Yeah, it was an experience. So this one is supposed to be a little bit more cohesive. Cool. So it's still, it's still, you know, I, I hope that they just kind of like rest on it, let yeah. it come out. Hopefully, it's more, you know. But you know, sometimes you gotta let it die, you know. Yeah. Um, I
0: think so too. And then, uh, and then, so I have been keeping up with community, um, mm-hmm. and I think that
1: never watched it. Really? Never oh, watched damn, it. Damn,
0: dude, it's yeah. great.
1: I need to uh, catch it.
0: Here's how I feel about Community. I think that that show swings for the fences every single episode. Wow. And when you're talking about swinging for the fences, why I use that analogy is uh, in baseball, if you got a guy who's swinging for the fences every fucking time, sometimes he's going to hit the ball out of the park and everyone's going to be like, Hell yeah!
1: (laughs) That's
0: our boy! Get that guy some beers. But he's probably only going to hit like, he's going to have a batting average of like uh, uh, like 250 ish, which is not <laughs> great. Um, at, at meaning he's gonna strike out, gonna a gonna strike. yeah. Because if you're swinging super hard every single time, <laughs> you're just gonna keep swinging regardless of where the ball is. You Absolutely. know what I mean? So I do think I do think there are episodes that's where it strikes case. out. Yeah. Like I think it's a give and take. I know there are people who disagree with me on mm-hmm. that, but that's how I feel about. I think it's a show that goes whole hog. It's a show that takes risks. And sometimes they pan out, and it's incredible television. Yeah. And sometimes I'm watching it, and I'm like, this kind of
1: sucks. Yeah. Any TV show that is trying to, you know, get brilliance Mm -hmm. with every episode, Mm -hmm. um, you know, first of all, you're going to fall short. Yeah. Uh, Some episodes, you can't please everybody. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, you definitely uh, respect those shows a lot more, I think, because, they're oh, trying. they trying to a massive they, amount of respect yeah, for Yeah, because they know their formula, they know their base, and they know that they can go and do an uh, episode where it's all conceptual mm-hmm. and uh, come back to the storylines that people care so right, much about. Right, right. Um, but then I also love shows that completely don't care sometimes about... Who they are? That they are so focused on the world that is created. It's about world creation uh, versus ratings versus sure. viewership. Sure. And to me, that like shows like uh, on Netflix. I don't know if you've ever heard. It. It's a British show. It's called Black Mirror.
0: Oh, when you t- start talking about British shows, like way, way back, finished, yeah, <laughs> I almost was like, have you seen Black Mirror? Black
1: Mirror is to me it's all about its own world. Is so in itself that not in an egotistical way, but that it it knows it's fully realized that it can it can surprise itself like Black the show Mirror
0: is one of the, the most yet.
1: incredible shows I've seen in a I've, long time and I grew up watching Twilight Zone I think it's I've seen Twilight every Zone. single episode really? of Twilight Zone growing up so
0: I bet Black Mirror was even more satisfying for yes, you because a I mean, lot
1: of people have compared well, it well I had a theme even though they were all very um, isolated episodes uh, and, it, and I love that it's only three episodes mm-hmm. a season thank god it's only three episodes yeah. a season yeah um, they, uh, the, the the whole basis around it is technology and our idea. You know, it's called Black Mirror because the, the screen on your phone, like when it's off, like it's it's it, or your television is yeah. a black mirror. Oh, it's is beautiful, dope. like, I've and, and I've, I've read so much about the show. That's awesome, and, and to me, that's 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 what TV is supposed to be about risk taking. Um, you know, uh, bringing up like there's some stars in that show, whatever, um, and uh, across the aisle Don't or whatever. Yeah, but you know, and, and giving them something oh, hell, to, fucking to John
0: Hamm, for that matter. John in Hamm, in the Christmas, Christmas episode. And, yeah, you
1: know, that's the type of TV sh- I, I, I go to these days, uh-huh. and that uh, just kind of puts my heart at rest.
0: Uh, Black Mirror is an incredible show. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I can't. I there's making more, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. So. One of the reasons that one of the things that I said about um, Ex Machina when I was watching yeah. it was that it felt like watching a movie-length version of a black an episode of Black Mirror.
1: Wow!
0: Like wow, um, pretty much throughout.
1: I think I'm going to go and see that tonight. i got to go and check Seriously, that. Seriously, yeah. dude. Like, I was interested when I saw the previews for it, because I, I love AI, yeah. like, our relationship mm-hmm, with AI is mm-hmm. interesting. I
0: haven't, and I've heard that, like, the less you know about it, the better kind of thing, and I never saw any trailers, so I don't really know what they, like, talk about mm-hmm. or not. But in the first, like five minutes so I was like this feels like an episode of Black Mirror and then like ten minutes later I still felt that way and then mm-hmm. probably like five minutes after that my boyfriend Eric was like this feels like an episode of Black Mirror yeah. so like <laughs> um, so the reason I was just flipping through my notes is because in another episode uh, with my friend Chris Crotwell we kind of got onto a little um, Black Mirror tangent uh-huh. and he talked about this show that I still have yet to check out but I need to mention it because you gotta check it out and mm-hmm. um, by the same guy who made Black Mirror, Charlie Brooker. And it's a show that uh, I think predated Black Mirror called How TV Ruined Your Life. Oh. and he talking directly to me? Right? (laughs) And every episode, like I said, I haven't watched it yet, but Uh. every episode of the show has a different theme uh, that it thinks that TV fucked up in your life. Like, yeah. one is just, like, love. Yeah. And one is, like, violence. Uh, and one is, like, you know, uh, you, you, yeah. you get the idea. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, another, you know, limited run. Wow. BBC show where this guy, Charlie Brooker, was just, like, alright, kids, like, <laughs> gather around. Uh, I'm gonna tell you how you're fucked up.
1: Put you on game about your own life. And, and I'm pretty sure,
0: I think he told
1: me you could find them on
0: YouTube.
1: Oh great. So, great. Well, I know what I'm watching out, tonight. It out, that is tonight. Charlie Brooker, how TV ruined your life. Wow, wow. Y'all yeah, will be checking. Yeah, that out. I feel
0: like that was I was like I hate that I have to like flip through this, but yeah. I know I have it in here and I want to
1: <laughs> mention it. Do you feel like that sometimes like <laughs> you're always uh, looking for the next thing to watch? Like, do you think Uh-oh. that's a symptom of I, this generation? I'm
0: either looking for the next thing to watch or I'm feeling guilty that I haven't watched mm-hmm. X thing yet.
1: Yeah, this, this next thing.
0: Every... Every day I
1: feel that way. Yeah. And I feel, you know, I feel really weird. It's so funny to talk to people who, like, do not have a television in their house. Yeah. Or don't have, and they they just don't do it. Don't like, I feel TV. like they are, like, I, or maybe I'm, like, super evil and satanic or right. something like that. Or, like, they're, you know, a leper and outside of, problem, of society. Part of the is problem is buddy. that
0: most people who don't watch TV...
1: They do something else. <laughs> they,
0: they do something else, but also, like, and this is probably a shitty blanket statement, but I'm going to make it anyway. Most people who don't watch TV are, like... Pretentious
1: about the fact that you don't watch TV. <laughs> yeah, they like, oh, you, know, you saying, got a TV mm, in your house too? I don't watch television. <laughs> I'm
0: like, c- get over yourself. I read the
1: Wall Street Journal. What do you, yeah, like,
0: what do you do yeah. instead...
1: And go and see movies or something like that, but that, you know, I don't know. Those people, they don't exist in my world. If I don't. I, in, I don't trust. I immediately don't trust you. I immediately <laughs> you lost trust in my book. If you don't watch TV, you're on some suspect shit. You, you're as so sus so as hell. Funny. So I, you know, I I, I, I don't know. I, it's not like I need to be with someone mm-hmm. who enjoys TV as much as I do because I guarantee you I haven't found her yet.
0: Nah, uh, I'm usually so
1: always like telling them, I'm always geeking out about a TV uh-huh. show. Uh, you, you see how we're talking sure, sure, know, sure. this amount or whatever. It, you know, I, I lose lots of dates this way. That, that's that's I so say funny. You know? Which
0: is like, but I can relate to that because I mean, <laughs> I just told you that I remember one of the first conversations that yeah. like I really felt like I connected with the guy that I'm dating yeah. was about a TV television. Show. Yeah. yeah, like that was really like where should started was like we were talking talk about Saturday Night Live cuz we both regularly yes. watch Saturday Night Live. We yes. talked about community cuz we both regularly watch that. Uh, like I mean, that was like the foundation. Even I'm to really, this
1: day, you you regularly still watch Saturday Night Live? Every single episode. Wow, wow. Yeah. Awesome. And that's
0: that's not super common.
1: Yeah, that especially is especially for
0: people our age. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, so it really was like, oh damn, like we can have a conversation about last week's SNL. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh Yeah, so there was definitely, and it's something that we still very strongly share, you know, like Mm -hmm. we're one of those couples who's like, oh, I can't watch this yet because I'm watching it with my boyfriend Ah. or like, or like, one of the reasons that I hadn't (laughs) had a chance to watch Mad Men yet is because he doesn't watch it. Oh. so like when we were together we were watching stuff that we watched together uh-huh. and then when we you know when I was trying to like it took me finding time in my schedule when I wasn't with him to try <laughs> to like catch up on this
1: other thing is it I mean do y'all have that like kind of ruling your relationship where if you if you sneak and watch uh, uh, something then it's like all hell like yeah. you'll rain down hellfire.
0: not really <laughs> there's a couple times like usually what will happen is like we start if we start a show together we have an understanding that we're gonna end up watching the whole thing together Mm -hmm. but even so but there's just so much other shit that both of us watch that it's not like sorry dude I gotta watch Community today (laughs) you know it's like I'm gonna go off and watch Mad Men or whatever I don't care about waiting um, for a
1: show. Yeah, right. You but wouldn't then, do it. That's what she said. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But then there's other stuff where I think may, usually what happens is like if there's something we know we both want to watch but we haven't watched it yet, yeah. uh, then one we'll just be like, Hey, just so you know like I did this to him. I was like, Hey, I wanted to watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt so badly <laughs> that I just screamed through three episodes, uh, so like you should go ahead and watch it because this shit is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's gonna say like, "Oh, I watched last night's episode of Veep." Like, so yeah. if you want to watch it, go like, for it. it yeah, was pretty yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. Right, right. You don't
1: have to wait. But you know, this is the this is funny. This is a really funny, um, interesting point. Like how we connect television mm-hmm. in our life, and it reminds us of certain people in for relationships. Sure. And, you know, this TV show is. You know, I used to have that with a with a partner with a. You know, old episodes when I first started getting into the X-Files. Really? And me and her uh, would watch it together all the time. And That's so And if she wasn't there, yeah, maybe I'll sneak and watch an episode because, you know, it, it doesn't all of them don't connect. Right. But, you know, I get immediately like, this is what we do together. Yeah. It's a part of our relationship uh-huh. now. You know, this, this box. This uh-huh. box has become a part of how we identify. And
0: I totally think that's true about about my current relationship and I think in the past there have been things where like you said like yeah. I've wanted to talk about it and it just like I didn't have that yeah. in my relationship. Um, the only other thing I was going to say is uh, I recently I love the show Parenthood.
1: Parenthood. And it, yeah. I
0: fucking loved that show uh, and I finished the, fir- the second half of the fifth season and then all the sixth season yeah. in like a week and a half. Oh, Because wow. I was just like, I couldn't stop watching it. And because I was watching it so much and talking about it so much, uh, my boyfriend started watching it from the first season. Oh, wow. And this was probably like two or three months ago huh. and he is about to start Caught this up. the last season oh, like it's cra- and so like and now it's something yeah. that we share even though we didn't watch it at the same time you know as he's been watching it he'll be like oh man
1: yeah, Joel and Julia you know <laughs> like, have this thing right. I, I had the same with a, with a good friend uh, with uh, Californication really uh, yeah she would watch it she was already on like season seven like two episodes before the finale when I first started mm-hmm. and she's like you know what you, you remind me show. so much of certain characters and certain. Play- I know you love it. Just catch all the way up, That's and so she knew funny. I'd do it. And we'll watch it together. We'll watch the season That's finale crazy. together. And I did it, and it took about like two weeks, and it was the best thing. And now we always have this like kind right. like, of thing where we can always like go back and talk about Hank Moody. You know? Yeah, what I mean? like, right. It's, a, it's, it's it's wonderful. Like even when I think about it, I'm smiling. Mm-hmm. You know? And and oh, I don't know if it's no, a sickness totally. or a neurosis, yeah. but like television is is very very strong. It can be a bridge.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, last night. I was (laughs) last night I was uh, falling asleep and uh, uh, my boyfriend was still up watching an episode of Parenthood with headphones Mm in and uh And I was, like, not totally asleep yet, um, but getting there. And all of a sudden, I could just, like, feel that he was crying. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) And he was just, like... (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, you could feel that little, like, heave. And I kind of turned... I mean, it's parenthood, so, like, if you aren't familiar with that show, that's not uncommon. Like, it's a fucking tearjerker. It's going to (laughs) make you feel shit. Oh, wow. And so I kind of turned, and I'm like, what's going on? And he's like... Christina's friend's gonna die of cancer. And I was like, it's oh, no. just, like, heartbreaking. Yeah. I'm not even watching the show. Oh, man. But because he's watching it, and, like, we... It's a thing that we shared. Yeah. Uh, I started, like, you know, tearing up. Because tearing I up. knew what he was watching. Like, yeah. I knew how fucking sad that was, oh, you well, know?
1: That's crazy. You know, you get an emotional trigger out of, you know, a plot line. Right. And people, like, you know standing in front of a camera and yeah. have a script and know what they're about to say. you That's beautiful to me. I think, I don't know if that's the sickness either. You know what I mean? Like, TV I cool, makes pride. me cry. Oh, yeah. TV like, makes me
0: cry all the time. More
1: so than movies do and more so sometimes than real life. Oh, definitely. I, mean, you know, I watch so I get so into... Uh, you know, like like I said, the killing or shows mm-hmm. like Rectify or uh, Top of the Lake or something like that. Yeah, like these, Top the, of the Lake shows, was
0: intense.
1: very intense shows, or even like you know, funny shows and stuff like I that. I cried you
0: know. at most episodes of Parks and Recreation because yeah, I just oh, got I so. Into it, and yeah. those characters were so like they were there for you. It was
1: like you know, yeah. cheers or something yeah. like that. Like, everybody yeah. knows your name. And mm-hmm. I, I think I've watched so much television. I, I, I can, oh man, I, I can start a whole new life with the other person that was just made out of all of the TV. That's so funny, though.
0: That no, that's some Black Mirror shit. Yeah, that's some Black Mirror <laughs> shit. <right> there, <laughs> I, mean? I wish
1: I would have thought of Black Mirror before he did. He beat me to the punch. <laughs> yeah, that's a Black
0: Mirror shit yeah. to just create a, a human being out of like <laughs> all the. TV, TV morals. TV morals. Yeah. Um, what, like, I think it's crazy that you love TV this much and you can't define, like, some, like, favorite shows.
1: Yeah, it's hard because, you know, I think it is, it's not static. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my mood isn't, you know. Uh, I, I use TV for lots of different reasons in my life. For uh, a crutch when I'm depressed. Mm. Uh, I use it for, um, you know, to fill time sometimes. I use it to update myself about current events, sure. um, you know, with like Vice and stuff like that, sure. you know, um, so to pinpoint a specific show, you know, that that encapsulates all of that for me, it doesn't, happen. it doesn't because it's, it's been eras of things like mm-hmm. that, Breaking Bad all the way back to, you know, uh, you know, Full House or something, you That's know, watching mad episodes and stuff like that or whatever, um, you know, it really defined me, so. Yeah, the whole of TV, the whole experience of TV to me is just something I will never, ever—I don't think—ever get over. Like I'll always, which scares me because I don't know if it is this something that will be wiped out or phased out in the future due to technology. Um, The idea still be there, the idea of television, I believe, will be there, but not uh, the the way we kind of view it now, you know. Because all it is is a version of you know campfire stories, you know. Um, and a way to see things across the planet. Um, right. You know, So I, I wonder about that sometimes. Like, will, will this be around for my kids and kids and kids and kids after that? And is that a good thing?
0: In some, it's got to be, in some iteration. But I do think that you've touched on a lot of, you really hit, for me, the things that I think are, like, revolutionizing the way we watch TV. Mm-hmm. Things like True Detective that yeah. exist in, like, one season, all right, Wipe it out mm. next season. New cast, new concept. Absolutely. Um, the things you know. There are other shows that have done that. You got American Horror Story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Black Mirror does it episode to episode. episode, to episode. But that's just that's a yeah. thing. You know, it's like you said. We compared mm-hmm. it to the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, but I think that that to me is becoming an intriguing mm. way to like create and consume TV yeah.
1: instead of being connected over five seasons with. Uh, the same characters and, and being upset with choices mm-hmm. that writers make just completely changing these mm-hmm. actors and giving them a completely different time period to work on uh-huh. because that, then that show can end as quick or be never ending right. as the writer or the audience needs it to be
0: that's a really good point and I think um, I guess a more like soft reset mm-hmm. version of that for me is your uh
1: oh, sorry. no worries dude that is uh, a, a alarm to tell me to go watch some TV. That's what that is. Is that real? Yeah, it's true. It's a, a TV. Uh, it's a TV show. Me and my dad watch. We watch first take.
0: That um, is so funny. Yeah, so it, first take comes on.
1: Yeah, for ESPN, and we we sit there and watch the commentators go back and forth. That and is. Yeah. What well, he has it on record. This is when he gets off of work, and we sit down and we watch it together.
0: That is adorable <laughs> and hilarious, and the best I inappropriate. Reason that I your phone could Yeah, I was gonna say that is like the best reason that your phone could have gone off. <laughs> Uh, But I was going to give examples of like uh, I mean, Except a lot of the resets. TV comedies mm-hmm. are... I think that, like, Parks and Rec has some soft resets, especially mm. towards the end.
1: Oh, yeah. Because they are
0: just like, you know what? Top Let's period. change it up. Um, you have Veep. She's Veep. the fucking president now. Now, yeah. If that's not a soft... If that's not a reset, uh-huh. I don't know what is. You know, she's yeah. not even the VP anymore. Yeah, it's
1: not even the namesake of the show. Like, right. She's not even that
0: uh, I mean, Louie, honestly... Always like, resets. his It's always a reset, you make even it a part though one, part two. dude. Yeah, yeah. like... I think those are really interesting for me right now is that it shows shows are moving past a, like, sitcom, episodic format mm-hmm. into um, more, like we're willing to watch people and characters and uh uh situations change yeah, yeah. in a in a more interesting way yeah. because we've seen shows that lasted you know 10 plus seasons yeah, and never really had yeah. right yeah. and never really had the status quo like shaken that's a yeah. great example mm-hmm. the office uh, even though you had some of those like Scranton or er, or er, not Scranton the the other office yeah. where uh uh, you first meet um, Rashida Jones yeah, and Andy and all those characters that was like the most they ever shook up the formula yeah otherwise a... very same thing very much the same yeah
1: and I you know that's what yeah I, I, I love everything that you're saying because uh, the the shows that transform the most I think keep uh, the audience on your toes, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that's why, again, I'll go back. I like Game of Thrones okay. because
0: all right. um,
1: they have installed, <laughs> I get it. yeah, I guess, installed <laughs> in Game of Thrones is uh, across the Narrow Sea is is a story that They're totally different. Yeah, it's like a characters all the way over in Europe, and then. You got Dorne, which feels like South America. Okay. And then you got Westeros, which feels like the America. That's and then you got, totally fair. You know, and so when this plot is going on and you feel like that is, is constantly dynamic. talking about that, they'll yeah. go somewhere else and it changes the show dynamic. But it's a way to kind of reset. Also, a show that is kind of doing it just, it's only, only on the second season, but uh, it's jumping f- uh, a, a little forward and it's changing kind of the focus of the show, is uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, this is a TV show... Yeah. That I thought was a you know, regardless of rating. Uh, AMC. That's what I thought. It's uh, a brilliant TV show about um, a guy uh, who kind of in the '80s just kind of like comes into town. And he's he's a brilliant businessman. He's you know uh, trying to. Uh, Bill is right, is before the the Apple computer was ever created, um, and IBM was uh, trying to come yeah, up I with thought the it first was
0: a tech computer. show
1: well sort. it seems that way it, it comes off that way, but it really is about uh, ambition, you know, and I love shows about ambition and how much you 'll take and how much you 'll push to really go against the status quo and come up with a new idea, and then ultimately the idea is stolen, rebranded. Kind of like what Silicon Valley is I was just about to say. It's like that, but it's like a serious version of Silicon Valley that takes place in the 80s. Cool. And it is is absolutely wonderful. It shifts from or the, um, I think it's like early 80s to now, it's in like late 80s or either 70s to 80s. and, and and now it's is transition and once once the the idea for the computer that they finally like made by the end of the you know when it gets all the odds has been stolen and um uh, uh, taken and rebranded somewhere. Now it's, it's transitioning into uh taking those same concepts and putting them into like kind of video games in the video game Whoa. in the 80s. Uh you know, uh want to revolutionize gaming at that time or whatever. Cool. And, you know, really interesting stuff didn't get a lot of viewership uh you know at yeah, first. Yeah, I
0: didn't even realize it had been around for because everybody's a watching of Mad Men or Breaking yeah. Bad
1: or The Walking Dead. These big uh you know, namesakes of the, of the corp- uh, corporation of AMC, but mm. there are these like pops of shows sometimes that come out um, and won't get any support but they, 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 they reset themselves they, they find a way to keep an interest in so you're That's not cool. sitting there and uh, you know just like oh Peggy please just fight back yeah, this time yeah, you know what I mean right. Sansa just fight back this time right. you know you're watching somebody really uh, go through a metamorphosis in front of you and to cool. me you know, because I'm not, sometimes I just don't go through metamorphosis and, you know, I look at TV to kind of do it for me so I can see what that looks like. So then it motivates me to go out there and, like, you know, get on a bike. You know yeah, what I mean? And that's
0: cool. You know, I hopefully. Mean, I definitely feel like, uh, I mean, I'm always going to talk about Parks and Rec, but whatever. I definitely <laughs> feel like the last season, the last couple seasons really embodied that for mm-hmm. Parks. Really like, hey, you know, find your passion. And and go after it, and like I think all the characters started to do that in a way that made it like inspiring for people who watch the show. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. I think, and just that cast was just starts even before it was like considered star studded. Yeah, uh, and Amy Poehler was like the the whole yeah. lead ship. Those 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 people carried that show. Unreal. You know? So the the best example of a cast driven show in I think a very so long time. Like, I think we so don't too. have that. Now you got shows where it's just like the star and the lead mm-hmm. next to i mean I know where ending or whatever, but like the um I always like to throw in like. Breaking Bad, if you haven't watched it.
0: Yeah, watch that shit, watch dude. Watch that it's shit. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Of
1: all time. It's, it's got to be one of the
0: best. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree with
1: you. It's it's everything. I totally agree it's, with you. It's, if it's
0: not the best show of all time, it is one of the yeah. best shows of all time. I mean,
1: th- th- I don't it's remember unreal. the last time I, I would go over people's houses that, that had parties for a serialized so TV true. show. And we sat there and said, nobody talking. We may even pause on our TiVo to go have a smoke break because we were so stressed out in the middle of the episode and coming up with theories right then and there. Yes. Knowing that no matter what theory we come up with, Vince Gilligan was always a step ahead and he was going to swerve to the left. That's so
0: funny, man, because I agree with everything you said. Like, Mm -hmm. I watched that show at my friend Charlie's apartment every sunday yeah. night
1: you got to watch it and with during the
0: commercials we'd fucking pause it and <laughs> like people would go have a smoke break, go get a drink or yeah. like some food or whatever, come back, fast forward Talk through the, the commercial, show. turn it back on. There you like go. and everybody every shut up. It's single, single time. i agree with Drop everything
1: you just said about breaking bad. i people get really, you know, uh mm-hmm. you really into breaking bad. and night. and
0: every time i see those people who you saw get together uh Mm-hmm. I don't see him as much anymore since nah, it ended. That was what it was. And we're like, man, we got to find another show like that. Yeah, and we and still
1: not, haven't found
0: one. <laughs> you know, it's we're not gonna, like gonna it's do Homeland, and everyone's like, yeah, nah. yeah
1: it's the middle of the road. It's just that that guy just has such a really wonderful way with suspense. You've been watching haters.
0: Better Call Saul. Oh Did you watch yeah. It?
1: See, that's the thing. Good, good thing that you know. I just wanted to talk about Better Call Saul for a second Yee. because Better Call Saul, I love. Right. Uh-huh. It, to me, it is a mixture of Breaking Bad and Mad Men. It's very slow burn. That's a good. It's very, like, it's not Breaking Bad. It's in the no. universe. And and even though it's elements of the universe of Breaking Bad, it feels like its own thing.
0: I, which and I'm it moves glad on its own about. P-
1: me too. Like, I'm, it has its own vocabulary. It moves on its own pace. It, you know, to me, that is how you differentiate yourself. Within the universe mm-hmm. of what made it made this even possible, mm-hmm. and you know Bob Odenkirk is to me uh, like unreal. unbelievable, and so good. the guy who plays uh, Mike,
0: yeah, um, uh, Jonathan uh, Banks,
1: Jonathan Banks, uh, you know, absolutely. I don't care what anybody says about that show, you know, the beginning and end stuff like that. Those Watching a guys. good guy yeah. kind of like uh, you know change. Same, you know, a little bit along the lines of a Walter White or whatever, but you watch this in a more slow... He just really is so much pressure around him uh, that's saying, why not?
0: Yeah. Uh, It flogs with the way that you mm -hmm. relate to
1: characters. Yeah, because it's not like he had some massively sympathetic draw to him like Walter White where Mm -hmm. he had cancer and you realize, like, oh, yeah, you know, why not And he's uh, trying to to support his
0: family. Yeah, and
1: and then he turns into this monster. Him is more like... You know, he tries to do the good things so many yeah. times, and it's sad to just watch him. Like, it is. you know, whereas you got the 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 foil of that in uh, Jonathan Banks's mm-hmm. character or whatever, you know, who uh, knows what he has to do. It's yeah. a responsibility to that, you know what I mean? Versus, you know, Saul who. It gets to the point where he's like, Why shouldn't I? I'm a good guy and yeah. I've given money back, I you tried know. So
0: hard. And yeah. so it's
1: it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that.
0: I totally know? agree with I yeah. I would love to off mic continue not right the second, but I'm just saying like in the future of our friendship. Okay. <laughs> um continue to just jam about T V because yeah. I feel like so many I agree with everything you just said about <laughs> Better Call Saul, like maybe I'll have to reconcile that Game of Thrones thing
1: yeah just try it I'll sit with you because i have read the books and if you need a point of reference because it gets so it's so good it's so yeah. good
0: yeah uh, so the only other thing oh hell it was about Better Call Saul mm-hmm. I think <laughs> no no nah, I it's lost gone. it it's, it's gone, gone. Uh, but that's okay mm-hmm. um uh <laughs> fuck Oh, well. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Uh, but I'm glad I got to tell you that I just want to, like, talk to you about TV. Um, <laughs> so, but, yeah, those... Oh, I remember it. Got it. Got it. Remember when I was saying that uh, I was listening to that An Hour With Your Ex uh, podcast mm-hmm. before this earlier today about Mad Men? Uh, they jokingly said that uh, if there was a character from Mad Men that, like uh they're like well first of all i hope i don't want them to do this like mm-hmm. it, there should not be a spin-off show from mad men like oh. no thanks gross but if there were mm-hmm. how cool would it be to see Sally Draper in like the 80s. Hey, isn't that great. so? That's like a good idea. When, right when yeah, he said, when Mark said it, I was like, oh fuck, that sounds awesome. That sounds great. Yeah, but then both of them were like, but obviously nothing no, like that, that should ever know. happen. It should
1: never happen. But because I'd picket it, I protest the hell isn't out. Of it. not
0: that a cool it's ass a good idea. idea? You know,
1: because <laughs> you know immediately when I think off of Mad Men, I go like Peggy. Like immediately, yeah. I'm like, okay, Peggy. You know, uh, but we kind of know where but she like, went. They Peggy, roll her in to a corner.
0: Right. They and kind of put her into a corner. and, and like,
1: They didn't resolve a lot of different things.
0: And it seems like she would just be going in the same direction. You just know what I'm saying? fighting the status quo yeah, and not just, getting what she But still, like, time. needing that, like, still needing a man in her life, yeah. you know? I mean, but it is the, the, no the work. No matter how much she's fat, someone else from work. Fat. Yeah. Um, which made a lot of sense. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Sally,
1: I think we should pin this together. We, we can pin this as fanfic, yeah. And hopefully, we could just put it on YouTube and yeah. can, you know maybe get the actress in there. I knew you know. you'd
0: be on board yeah, with that I as know. a concept, yeah. Because as soon as he said it, yeah, they compared it to uh, spinning off Saul, yeah. And, and I was like, damn,
1: that would be actually. I would watch good.
0: that <laughs> <'Cause she's laughs> even though I don't want it to happen. He was one it. of the
1: better actors on the show. Yes, right? exactly, and that was better. one of the other
0: things that went into. It, to them, like commenting on it, was that she became such a, in a similar arc that, like Bob Odenkirk, was kind of introduced as a smaller character, just and just like people loved that corner of the show. Yeah. I feel like uh, Sally Draper similarly became a really like cornerstone yeah. of, of uh, what Mad Men ended up being yeah yeah yeah. Um, I'm so glad I remembered that I'm glad you did too kiss. because now I'm going
1: to be sitting here you thinking about, think about <laughs> episodes and I'm going to pitch this somewhere yeah. down the line when Silent I'm an actor and I'm famous 80s. and I'm on television yeah. I'm like Mary mad- Beth Smith told me about this really mad wonderful woman. <laughs> Mad Woman let's yeah. just call it that Mad Woman very original, <laughs> very original. Yeah.
0: alright cool. dude wow. we gotta wrap this up great uh, the last question I'll ask, and I know that it's loaded, so, mm-hmm. uh, and I know that we've also touched on it a lot, but maybe, like, the uh version mm-hmm. of the answer to this question. Uh, how do you feel like your love of television has influenced you both creatively and then your life in general?
1: Um, I think because it influenced everything that I've done in my life, uh-huh. um, creatively, I can't escape it. I can't escape um, thinking in TV cliches. I can't sure. uh, escape creating in kind of TV cliches, which isn't always a bad thing because sure. once you know the cliches you can kind of go against them and play with them and I make them squishy, that. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, finding those examples of TV shows that that, that uh, go against formula and uh, seeing the kind of work uh, that you can actually get it, it, it really makes me want to be a uh, job creator cool. uh tv t- tv does that because when you can kind of create an idea that's all your own mm-hmm. um and really develop it and get a team behind it and get you know the right people on set you can really um you know mold the business to the way you want to see it specifically as an actor mm-hmm. um i think i'll eventually end up being like a showrunner or a writer or a director or something like that because Um, TV needs more voices. We don't need more actors clogging up the scene. We need more stories. And if I can contribute to that in any kind of way, um, it'd be TV that'd be the thing that's got to me That's really cool. Yeah.
0: That's really, really cool. I love that. Yeah. And uh, I agree. I think that I'm glad that we spent as much time as we did talking about showrunners. Yeah. Because I think that they're... Imperative.
1: Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Mike
0: Sure and Vince Gillian yes. and yes. Um, and like you know Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, uh-huh. like those are the people that are make Matt, uh, Matthew Weiner, like yeah. those are the people that are making the television yeah, that we the watch. Thought
1: provoking television that yeah. that really like kind of
0: can't and hold louis, people's for attention that matter, and louis I mean, you know yeah. he
1: does everything i want to do he writes directs and acts in his own kind of thing and it's his own universe, it's his opinion about new york and yeah. to me that is that's the dream if i yeah. can't do that then i don't want to do this segmented version of what i'm doing you know sure yeah
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Of I've course. never, uh, I've BS'd a lot in my life, but I've never <laughs> mbs yeah. so now I can now finally have, scratch baby. that off the bucket list. But.
0: Uh, scratch it off.
1: <laughs> Mike
0: I love you and I mean that.
1: I love you too. I love you guys out there in MBS land.
0: Yeah! <laughs> they they deserve the love too. red, red, red.